Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. We thank you for tuning in to listen to us on various podcast platforms or watching us on YouTube. Absolutely. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host is Rachel Santizo. Our guest is John Branham. How you guys doing? Okay, that's it. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) That was the easiest podcast in the world, wasn't it? This is... I see our guys who are recording sort of looked up. I <laughs> love it when you what laugh the hell like is he that. talking about? Because he goes red. You don't see it very often, but when you do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah your I little piece. <laughs> this is one of the most uh, watched and listened to podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery. And uh, today, we're, our guest is going to be representative of the fact that there are so many roads to recovery. Uh right. You're, you can do it on your own, I guess. I couldn't. Yeah. You could I never could. I <laughs> well, there there has been people. Very few but... people. I, I, I have a friend who was was my drinking buddy, and we'd, we'd drink till we blacked out, and the next day we'd say, what did we do last night? And, yeah. and we never remembered. Yeah. Uh, and I had to go through a program twice, and, mm-hmm. and he, just, he, stopped, he just stopped one day, and he's been sober as long as I have. And Lord knows it, it would be wonderful if, if everybody could do that. Say, okay, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah, it, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately, it, it, it doesn't That's work not that reality. Way. Yeah, good power to him if he does it, you know. Right. But uh, so anyway, our, our guest is John Branham, who works at the Other Side Academy. Uh, which, first of all, tell us what you do there. So I'm a, a program staff. I do. Uh, interviews, uh, in-house, jailhouse interviews, you know, people that are watching up the streets through somebody that calls from out of state. I'll do interviews over the phone, stuff like that. Uh, I'm kind of a, a guiding post, a mentorship, you know, somebody they're struggling if they want to leave. Hopefully I'm that voice of reason that will stop them from going down the road, whatever it is that they want to do. And, you know, which is a frequent occurrence in the Odyssey house, in, in Anywhere any you program, go. Mm-hmm. uh, people saying, okay, I'm out of here. And then yeah. deal with it. The two, the first two weeks is the roughest. If we can get them past the first two weeks and they get a little bit of stability underneath of them, they're they're more likely to at least get to the next month. You know, yeah. so if they if they start struggling, we'll, we'll kind of take them in uh, Dave Rocher's office and we'll talk to them. We'll get them to make a commitment for at least thirty days. Yeah. You know, hopefully they're stable enough to do that. You know, but then oftentimes you got people just. You know, they'll be doing work and all of a sudden they look back and the other guy's gone. Right. You know, so right. I mean, it's, it it's common. It happens, you know, with us sure. with us having a sure. uh, open door policy, you know, we're, we're not going to chase you down the road. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same. I mean, it's you either make the decision to to work on your program or you don't or you don't. Yeah. You know, so either you're ready or not. Before we get into the difference of, of, of like your program compared to, say, Odyssey House, what's your background? Did you? Um. So, you know, I, I've. I come from Indiana. No, I. I'm sorry. No, I. <laughs> I know it's, it's a little rough coming from the Midwest. Up in Ohio, okay. Right. So, yeah. So you understand. You yes, get it. Yes. Uh, so I come from Indiana. Uh, I I had two kids in Indiana, and you know I just I wasn't ready to be tied down as a father. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep it real with you. I won't lie to you. Uh, I left. I come here to Utah, and what brought you to Utah? Uh, my dad. Okay. So my dad kind of gave me an option to start over you know yeah. he he pretty much enabled me he you know he he supported the fact that i'd left my 
my baby's mom and all that kind of stuff. Were you dealing with addiction back in the Hoosier no. state? No. I actually started with my addiction at 23 years old. So here in Utah? Here in Utah. Wow. Wait a minute. Utah is, Utah is a, just a perfect place where nobody does drugs and there's no crime or anything else. How in the hell did you find drugs in Utah? Well, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, so I went to Delta, Utah to do a job with my dad. And Delta, in Delta. The worst, the, one of the worst places of all. Of all I mean, that, is, that's a real, really rural area. It uh, is. Yeah. Um, there are drugs in Delta? Yeah. So I wow. I moved to Utah. Or, so I went down to Delta to do a job with my dad. We were working at the lime plant down there. And I'd met this girl at a bar, you know. One okay, thing, one sure, thing, one thing sure. led to another. Uh, so I wanted to get her pregnant um, on a one night stand, and then, and I just kind of told her this is this is how I wanted it to be, you know. Yeah. But I didn't know that this was going to happen. So when she called me, you know, let's I kind of speed it up a little bit. So when she called me, yeah. I uh, I moved down there to try to to reconcile things to to show her that I that I that was pretty serious. I didn't know what drugs were at the time. So this is before I kind of got introduced to all this wow, stuff. And okay. she was in and out of the house uh, all hours of the night. And, you know, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, one night, mm -hmm. it was about uh, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I heard dead weight hit the hit the floor in the bathroom. Oh. So I go in there and, and mind you, she's pregnant. She's about seven months along. And uh, she had a needle hanging out of her arm. She overdosed on the toilet. So we rushed her to the hospital. Uh, she wound up having our son stillborn. And okay. that kind of, I want to know what I lost my son too. So when we got out of the hospital, you know, we did some services and all that kind of stuff, cremated my son. And uh, I was like, I want you to introduce me to what I lost my son to. So she took me over to the dope man's house and I tried Christmas meth for the first time and I was off and running. It was, that was the love of my life for the next 10 years. Wow. wow. 10 years. 10 years. Wow. And it was this, you're still in Delta? Uh, so I stayed in Delta for about uh, three years. Yeah. Uh, using, I, you know, I had a store on eBay. I was doing really good, successful. And I took all that money that I, that I had made and I just dumped it all on the Christmas. Let me so ask I'm you, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not knocking Delta. Right. Because I know some people from Delta who are wonderful people. How easy is it to buy meth in Delta? It's actually really hard. You know, you got people that, that will come to Salt Lake to pretty much pick it up and take okay. it back down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, okay. you know, it's scarce, but if you know the right people, then you can get, you can get anything you want. And, and does everybody in Delta know that you're using drugs or not? Oh, oh yeah, I, was, I, I, I didn't hide it from anybody. And, you know, you see me out there at three, three o'clock in the morning doing okay. weird stuff in the middle of the night, you yeah. obviously know I'm on drugs, so. You had never, uh, I'm, I'm curious, cause you've never used drugs up to that point. Right. And so when you first did crystal meth, like, what did it do for you? That's a scary drug to be introduced to. And you do it, and then you just instantly fall in love. Was it the pain from losing your son? Which I'm sorry, by the so way. So it's, it's actually, I'll kind of rewind a little bit. So uh, I went through about nine years of sexual abuse trauma as a child. Okay. So. Thank uh, you for being vulnerable with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not I'm not scared to, to talk about it. Um, so I used that. When that masked my pain, yeah. or when that masked all the feelings of uh, the trauma and all that kind of stuff, it's like, well, this I can continue to keep doing it's the perfect. same thing. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Perfect. solution. Yeah, yeah, perfect solution. You know, yeah. and then uh, masking the, the the pain of losing my son and all that kind of stuff. I, I didn't really think about anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had double pain, yeah. Se sexual abuse growing up, and then losing a son like that. 
Mm-hmm. But I know how that feels. Like you think you're having a child and then you're holding your dead son. I did the same thing. And so like, I understand that completely. And all of a sudden, you, your your cares are wiped away with a drug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, it's easy to understand why it's something that the, a solution a, for appears people. attractive at the time. Right. Yeah. You know, so I uh, I wound up moving back to back to Huntington because that's where my dad lived at. Um, Is that Utah? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Huntington, Utah, <laughs> uh, next to Castledale, Price, all that kind of stuff. Okay, thank you. And drugs are a lot more available there. <laughs> very much so. Than they were down in Delta. Very okay, much so. You. So I uh, I was there for about roughly six months. I got my first felony. I went to Price Jail. I uh, got out. Nice. What was your felony for? Uh, possession. Okay. Uh, possession, control, substance, paraphernalia, all that kind of stuff. Um, but through but through this whole thing, they were they're actually putting a case against me. I was selling drugs, and okay. you know, uh, so I I got my first felony charge, moved to Huntington, you know, because I was in between Price and Huntington. Was, I was just couch surfing. It's just what it was, you know. Yeah. When you're on drugs, you don't care where you fall out at. It's no, just what it is. Those are do. close areas. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're about, about twenty miles. Okay. It's, it's Utah's coal country. Yeah, okay. So it used to be that everybody who lived there, or the majority. Worked in the coal mines. So yeah, I'm you worked at the power plants or you worked at the coal mines. Yeah, this Ooh, is just one okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so between places that, that I'm doing this, um, I wind up uh, on probation. Okay. And I I'm trying to do it right, but I'm actually what I'm doing is manipulating the system, right? Um, so the probation officer shows up, and I didn't know that he had a, a case built against me. Mm-hmm. So they they wound up arresting me for uh, five distributions mm-hmm. in school zone. So there's a, they first come out as uh, uh, five lives. Yeah. Uh, I had them reduced with the, with the agreement that I would do drug court. Okay. So I, I did drug court. I completed it successfully. I, I made sure I quit doing everything. So there was about 18 months span within those 10 years that I didn't do anything. Okay. But as soon as I got done, I'd moved to Utah. I moved to Salt Lake City. That's and in Utah, right? I'm just kidding. This, this is in Utah. <laughs> yes, this is in Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but while while I'm on drug court, I'd met my my last kid's mom. So uh, we wound up having a kid together. Um, I Did that like surface some things for you, or? Um. So you know, walking out of my kids and then losing my son. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, at what point do I have the opportunity to make this right? Yeah, but, that's fair. You know, as I, 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 as I relapsed, you know, there's, there wasn't no making it right. Yeah. Um, so I went back down to, uh, Huntington to do a job down there. We're doing an overhaul cause they do overhauls at the power plants. So, mm-hmm. and I ran into one of my buddies and I was like, <laughs> obviously I'm it. not done yet. Hey, <laughs> hey friend, I've got some stuff for you. Yeah. yeah, they say I'm your friend. Yeah, right. You know, that's the same. Yeah. You know, until yeah. I learned the definition of friend, I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that he is my friend. And you know, yeah. I'm doing you a favor and I'm keeping you awake for the next Yeah. Uh, well, like, and oh, when you're in that lifestyle though, no, there's I kind of all... because sometimes people give me heroin to keep me from being sick. And at that time, I, it's just kind of it's so, not a friend, but that's the culture that you're in. I, and people I had still drinking have, buddies. Yeah. And, and as soon as I stopped drinking, 
they weren't buddies anymore. And I thought they were really close friends. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's crazy how that happens. I know. So Randall's what happens? no fun anymore. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, would, I would not be fun. So true. Yeah. I'd break up with you too. Yeah. yeah I don't blame you. So, <laughs> so what happens? So, um, so you get the distribution, like all those charges, like what, what led you going into the other side Academy? Okay. So, uh, you know, when I, when I, when I relapsed, after I finished the job down in Emory County, Carby County area, uh, I went to, I come back to Salt Lake City okay. and, you know, me and my dad and my mom, my girlfriend, you know, we're having a kid at the time. Uh, she winds up having the, the kid and we were living in this house and I was using it for a trap house. Oh, you know, my, yeah. my dad and mom's on one side of the house. I'm on the other. We have people in all hours of the night. You know, I thought what was going to be just that that week that I'm doing this overhaul wound up turning into me being homeless. I and what does a trap house mean for those that don't understand? Uh, a trap house is where, you know, you, you bring people in, sell drugs, you know, trade things for drugs, you know, flop house, let them, let them sleep there if they're tired. This Were your parents there. involved? No. Okay. My parents, they just kind of turned a blind eye because they knew what was happening, but it's hard. Yeah, it was hard. So clearly, you got you get caught because you get to the other side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's. Uh, so so what happens is, uh, I wound up uh, being homeless, and you know through through this whole whole homeless, and you know my my dad and mom they they kind of moved on and got him a house and all that kind of stuff, and Good. they they cut ties with me. They told me they didn't want anything to do with me, so I wound up getting my stuff together. Uh, after we had the baby, we I actually dragged my daughter through the block. For, for about oh my god yeah almost about a year and it was probably one of the most now that I look back at it at the time I didn't care you know yeah. I used her for a pawn I used mm -hmm. to fly signs with her I used to whatever what whatever would get me my my next fix is all I was worried about wow that's incredible to for, hear for those of you who don't know what the block was well mm -hmm. it's still there but not the same mm -hmm. uh, it was a it was a little area around it, it just uh, west of downtown. Uh, in in uh, and it was the only uh, homeless shelter in in the city. We've got a bunch of them now, uh, and and it was on a street called Rio Grande, and it was it was a it was a cesspool. It was yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, when I used to work in TV news, we can go down there, mm -hmm. and people would I could be wearing a suit, and people would try to sell me drugs. Yeah. Uh, you'd see people with needles in their arms still, people having yeah. sex in yeah. broad daylight, yeah. uh, cops standing by watching drug deals done and not doing a thing about it. Yeah. So, but that was semi cleaned up several years ago. With so yeah, they come through and just push the whole thing down, and now now it's starting to redevelop again. Right. It is. Yeah, but it but is. that's what the block was, yeah. even in pristine Salt Lake City. Right. So, yeah. Right. So go ahead. Um, uh, yeah. So. Uh, through this whole thing, I wound up having uh, a friend of the family's come and get my daughter because we just. So you gave your daughter. I, I wound up giving her up. Um, I I just did a thing, and I I speak your language so much because I did the same with my kids, and so it's really it's really cool to hear this perspective from a father. So yeah, uh, the fact that you would even have her down there, yeah, just, it was, it's, yeah, it's unconscionable. Yeah. yeah. So we we lived in I'm a not shelter. Passing judgment. No, right. absolutely, and, and and it's okay, you know, because I I look back on it now. And realized that you know all the things I was doing it was selfish. It was you know I can I can go on and say all the things that, right. that it was. Okay. Um. So after letting her go back, you know, I was still with the the baby's mama. She she struggled with heroin. I struggled with meth, right. obviously. Um, you know, and 
we stayed homeless for about four years. I was oh. I was at my lowest of my low. I was eating out of dumpsters. I was so I was so high. Sorry, I get excited because dumpster diving was one of my favorite things when yeah. I was on well, shelter. Too, I do. And, I so sorry. That's to be honest with you, that's, that's where my story is going because yeah. the last time I ever got arrested, I was I was literally being pulled out of a dumpster. Yes. Wow. Love that. Uh, and in although like I couldn't give them my name or anything like that because I was I was so I was so incoherent. I didn't even know what my name was at the time. I couldn't even give them my social security number. Yeah. It took me, but but I knew. Something told me within myself, like when I got those cups put on me the last time, that this is not this is my last time I ever get arrested. So, wonder what, what was it yeah. that time? Because you'd had cups put on. Oh, I, I'd have cups times. put on me numerous times. Yeah. I've, I've, my rap sheet is so long. I, I mean, I could go on for days. Why? But, why was this time the last I time? I think it's just because I was at my lowest point. I, I mean, I was, I didn't have a dime in my pocket, or as my bosses say it, I didn't have two nickels rubbed together. A pot to, you know, and, and a window to throw it out of. Right. You know, I didn't have nothing. I was up. I was when they say you hit rock bottom, I literally hit the bottom of the rock. I just, and you couldn't even say your name. I didn't even know what my name was. I was giving them my dad's name was some weird, weird uh, social security number. But it took me it took me two weeks to come to come around while I was in jail and then to realize where I'm at. And I was like, I need help. What am right. I going to do? You know, I'm, I can't go to prison. I was looking at a 115 and they were going to send me to prison because I had a gun charge and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what do I do? So that I, you know, I'm doing laps with this guy in jail and he tells me, he's like, you ever thought about writing the other side academy? Hmm. So no, what is the other side academy? So he starts telling me. But, you know, as, as he's selling it to me, he's telling me that, you know, you get a Rolex watch and you get you get $10,000 after you graduate. He's selling it. I mean, he's, wow. yeah, no, he's upselling it. And, and these are a lot of rumors that you'll hear in jail. A yeah. lot of people yeah. come there for all the, me, I heard that. I went there for all the wrong reasons. When I first, when I first heard about it, I was like, a Rolex watch, $10,000. You still that, don't have a Rolex. I know. I that must have been uncomfortable. The, the, best, <laughs> the best thing I have now uh, with the, uh, the academy is honesty and integrity, you know, and mm. that's where I'll get to. Uh, for the first six months after they, they come in and interview me while I was in jail, they accepted me. Uh, I'm still fighting this charge. And then they told me if you plead guilty and you just go do this, you know, after that we'll, we'll drop your charge. And, you know, so nice. I, I got, I wound up going, I was at the Academy for roughly 14 months, 15 months. And they come and let me off probation. But after letting me off probation, you know, the first thing that thinks, okay, I don't have nothing holding me here. What do I that do? Piece of paper. But, I'd, I'd been there and I'd start, I started to love the person I was becoming. The first first thing that come to my head is, okay, there's nothing holding me. What do I need to do? And something inside me says, you just need to go to work. I love that. So, and, and for people who don't know, when you first come into the other side, you're making a commitment of what, two years? Uh, so when I first got there, it was two years, but now it's 30 months. Okay. So what that what that it what that entails is uh so you your first two years is is through the program and then you have the option of others staying another year or you can do the option of uh, having a six month transitional period where you work out in society and then they transition you back out in society so we give you that we give you the opportunity to save money for six months oh, and cool. you can decide to save whether you want to stay another six months or you can just transition back out in society but we give you this cushion we help you. We're not just going to say, okay, two years. You're without done. the Rolex, yeah. right? So, but, yeah. but this is without the Rolex, you know. But the <laughs> best thing that 10, you or the ten thousand. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the ten thousand dollars is optional because you know you got the six month workout workout period. You you can save that money, okay? Yeah, but it's I just not something yeah. we give you. 
the the deal at at the other side is you have to you have to work right yes and and you don't have uh, you don't allow any kind of medically assisted treatment right so we we are we're not a dual diagnosis right so which, you which you, Odyssey is which, which Odyssey so. house is yeah. um so you had you we don't do mat or anything like that so if you're detox or anything like that we expect you to go to detox and we want you clear headed. And ready for a two and a half year commitment, and you and you work your ass off. You do, uh, yeah. And, and the other side has several successful industries, which is how you finance the other side. Right. right? So right. we we actually have uh, the number one rated uh, movie company in all of Utah. We have two number one rated thrift stores in all of Utah. Yeah. We have a storage facility slash warehouse. Uh, we have uh, the other side builders, which I'm a supervisor part of. We also have like corporate development where they call around and help with like in-house uh, donations where they can take off overhead costs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, when you come in, you're, although you're not generating a paycheck, you're, we're helping generate paychecks that comes in to keep the doors open. And that's why it's free. We right. don't, it's we don't take any government free assistance, room and board. you know, but you, you work as, as we like to say that, you know, there's no free lunch, you know, you, you earn your way. And, what, what I think? and, and the thing about it, and this is, Interesting because Odyssey obviously is governed by tons of of regulations and inspections mm -hmm. and everything that we're proud of. Right, uh, but it's very hard. But you guys can do. I'm not, I'm not saying you do anything wrong, but you can basically do whatever you want because you don't take any government money or things like that. Right, and that's that's kind of how it would, what changed my attitude about everything because I needed somebody to talk to me in a in a manner to. Show me that the person that I was and what and what I had been doing to people and how I destroyed their lives and you know I I needed somebody to tell me about myself raw and uncut yeah that and when somebody's you know Dave Dave is now he's my mentor slash boss but he he let me know about who I was and how I affected people because I tried to you know I was there for the first fifteen months I wanted to see my daughter and he's like yeah. no you're you're not going to see your kids I'm not going to let you do this I'm not going to let you destroy you know you're you're trying to fix yourself yeah. and you don't need to keep going back to that stop putting them through that yeah so my first two years i kept wanting to see my daughter kept wanting to see, see my daughter and finally told me for the last time you're not seeing your daughter and i'm not gonna let you so after staying uh four years i wound up uh being able to reach out to her and after i got hired on as a staff member and now like i have a really i wouldn't say it's the best relationship because it's on the men's you know she's only eight you know she oh, doesn't so remember cute. a lot of the yeah. stuff but I'm still open and honest with her. I, I let her know what happened and Good. you know, so I don't did, hide anything. Did she remember being down on the block at all? No. So the Good. only the only thing <laughs> that know, she that ever said to me, and it, and it still tugs my heartstrings today, is you know, uh, for the when I got to see her for the first time, it was in December of 2021. Okay. And the last time I'd seen her was probably 2017. Wow. Mm. That's a long time. It was a long time. Well, and I think that's the whole thing when it comes to, uh, you know, going to the other side Academy. So you, you say like these dates and stuff, right. But the dates that you didn't see her was because of your actions and the things that you did. Right. So when you're right. trying to better yourself, you need to, um, invest in yourself equally as much yeah. so that you can show up and not have to have those dates again. Yep. So, yeah, and sorry. I hit tap on the thing, my hands, I need to sit on my hands. Yeah, and, and this, now that you know, I, I call her. I call her uh, daily. I text her and I let her know. You know, hey, you know, if I'm if I can't make it, I'm gonna let you know why I can't make it. 
I'm not going to mm-hmm. stand you up. I'm not going to make you broken promises ever again. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I live up to. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So if, if, if you don't take funding at the other side Academy, how can you get into the other side Academy? So you can actually write a letter from jail. Okay. That's one of our, that's one of our top things right now. Uh, you write a letter from jail telling us why you want help and what, and what it is that you're hoping to get out of life, you know, because, you know, when you're broken and when you finally do the legwork to, that's why we believe what we believe. When you reach out and say, you know what, I need help. Yeah. We're not going to go and recruit you. We're not going to go to the jails and, re- you know, I'm not asking you to come. You're asking us to come pretty much the philosophy. Okay. Uh, or you can walk in off the streets. How many know? clients do you have? Uh, we are setting at about 108, I think. Okay. And 108 people run all those industries. Yes. And it's, and it's crazy to think that we're all either convicts, you know, homeless, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it, I, I mean, I've used the other side movers for all my, like most of my moves. Right. And it's interesting because I trust you guys the most and I keep coming back. And you guys are the ones that are coming out of prison and doing all these things. But I actually trust you the most. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You you have a bunch of convicts running, running. Uh, the number one, the number one rated movement company in Utah. It's because it's hardworking and it's vulnerability yeah. Yeah. and it's upfront. You know, who would thought that? Hey, I'm gonna let you in my house. I'm gonna move things. Yeah, exactly. With all, my, with all my valuables. Right. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I, I always look at the other side of things. Uh, if you if you make this two year commitment and you come mm-hmm. in and you stay for a little while, what happens if you leave before the two years? So well, it really just depends. I mean, I, I've seen people. Uh, because once you write the letter and you go through the court systems, they will uh, they will sentence you to the other side academy. There, nobody can just say, "Hey, I'm sending you to the other side academy." They they have to put the legwork in in order to make that happen. If they if they break that commitment and they don't finish out the commitment, they they wind up going back to jail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or if you walk in off the streets, I've seen people walk in and you know quit before the two years is over, and I've seen them live successfully. But I've also seen people at two four years, you know, live the life that we're living, and then they go back out there and they fall on their face sure. wind up, you know, overdosing or something like that, you know. So how long have you been there and and where are you going now? So I, I know it's been at least four years. So I've been there since uh, December 20th of 2017. Wow, incredible. And that's how long you've been that's, uh, clean? That Well, no, I actually got clean uh, August 19th, 2017. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and I went to jail. So what what are your next steps? I mean, you're you're living, breathing, you're standing for people and fatherhood yeah. and stuff, which is super incredible. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Um, where are your next steps? So if you have five years at the other side academy, like what what's next? So what I got hired on as a staff member. I I have no desire to ever go anywhere. Uh, I I I truly wholeheartedly believe that I'm going to retire with the other side academy. Wow. I know. Because you know, is I don't. You never get a high. The way you got one on the streets, and you do helping people. Oh, fair, well said. I love it. And you know, it, it's, it's a different it, high. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the it's feeling less in, intense. Yeah, but. it's the feeling in your soul knowing that you that you could have potentially been that voice of reason that stopped somebody from walking out and going down and sticking a needle in their arm and dying, or you know, wind up going to prison for the rest of their life because they right. they decided, okay, I want to give up on my life. Yeah. So. So what? Now, has anybody? Has anybody, I mean, you've only been around, right? The other side Academy hasn't been around that long. September, 2015. So has anybody ever (laughs) retired from like your goal, like whatever age you want to retire Mm -hmm. and you want to retire from the other side. Has anybody ever done that? No. I mean, we, we got people this, this like Dave, Dave has been doing this work since 
uh, Delancey Street, yeah. and that's that's kind of how we got how we got formed right. together. You know, we uh, but there's never anybody that's retired from there yet. But I'm sure it's going to be around long enough to, for that to happen. You could you could be the first. Huh? I hope. I, I hope. I know that'd be good. We we talk about our graduates, and maybe they'll say retire. Our, our first retired person at the other side academy. That's right. true. That would be the next steps because you're still, you're not new, but you're still, no, I guess it's been like seven years, but to have that generations, because I've seen people that first came in and now they're staff and it's starting to evolve in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, I, I look at successful a whole other way. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, what I feel in my gut, you know, I feel like I've succeeded out of life already because I was at the the rock bottom of eating out of dumpsters and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm helping save, save people's lives. Yeah. So I, I already wholeheartedly believe that I'm already successful, whether financially, you know, I was, I was, my credit score was 400 when I went into the outside Academy and now I'm able to go get a loan for anything I want. I bought my own car. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. How do you identify yourself? Just out of curiosity, like say, I'm the same man in every room you're going to. So, and that's what I believe. Uh, you ask me a question, whether it be here on air, or you ask me the same question outside is going to be the same answer. I don't have to hide and be somebody that I'm not. I don't have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not because Isn't that a I great am feeling this. It's just a huge relief. I think it was Mark Twain said something about, he said, the great thing about honesty is you don't have to remember what lies you told because yeah. I remember I, I was making up for the various women that I had been married to. I, mm -hmm. I, where were you last night? I, uh, I was, and then three days later, where, now when you said you went to, and it's like, I can't remember my lies. <laughs> and the, the bottom line is whether it's Odyssey, the other side, FTR, the truth always comes out. And when I was like using or doing things like that, like I hated that fact. Yeah. But like when you live a life of recovery, like sometimes I'm desperate for it to come out. I'm like, it, it may look or seem a certain way, but the, I want the truth to come out. Like I want the truth in my life. John, thank you for being our guest. Believe it or not, our 30 minutes are up. Wow. So I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, that went by pretty fast. Yeah, I know it does. Yes. Everybody says, wow, 30 minutes, that's a long time. Right. But uh, thank you very much for letting us know about the Other Side Academy. Absolutely. Rachel, good to see you again. Thank you, Randall. You too. Well, things are going well great. at Recover. Great. Yeah, thank and you. And things are going well at Odyssey House too. So great. we're all happy people. Happy to, yeah, a village, happy a big village. Absolutely. <laughs> we're hoping you're all happy listening and watching. So thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.